recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we're joined by a very special guest. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. And you know me, I love special guests. But today, we got the bro with us this week, man. That's right. Matt Riddle's <laughs> on the show tonight. The Kurt Angle Show. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, Kurt. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm stoked to be here, and Kurt, it's good to see you again. It's been a minute. It's been a while, and uh, yeah. I think the last time we saw each other was well when you repped uh, the the fight pit match in NXT. That's right, in NXT, you versus, uh, gosh, why can't I remember his name? Steve Thatcher. Yes, Thatcher. Yeah, yeah, he was a good talent. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh, and I wanted to bring it up, Matt. Do you remember when they asked me to manage you? I do. I do remember that. I was. I, was I wish I would have done it, man. But you know what? They just the money was not really that good. They didn't want to give me that much money, and it was like, okay, uh, I would love to manage Matt, but you got to give me a little bit more money than that. I, I don't agree with you more. Uh, I can't agree with you more because when you're on the road, that schedule it's taxing on your body, and even if you're just managing, even if you're just cutting promos, yeah. it's. The, the wrestling is not the hard part. I mean, it's wear and tear for sure. Traveling the is the hard part. Yeah. The travel is the most brutal part of wrestling. Even this past weekend, I was up, you know, I did MLW. I did a couple signs in upstate New York and New York City. And, dude, the snow and renting cars and everything. Oh, I had three months off. I I didn't miss it. I did not miss <laughs> the travel at all. But, uh, Nobody but I, misses the travel, Matt. Nobody. Yeah. But, uh, but at the same time, going to the signings, having hundreds of people coming and just stoked to see me, and then doing the show and wrestling uh, Jacob Fatu, you know. So it's like I've wrestled everybody in the bloodline now. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was just – it was a really awesome weekend, and it made me, like, almost fall in love with it again, especially the indies because uh, wrestling on TV is a lot different than wrestling and indie. And uh, – having that freedom and just being able to cut loose and do it your time. Yeah. Take time and not having to rush. And the ref's like five minutes left. I mean, he was giving me time. The ref was doing a great job, but you know, I knew I could celebrate a little longer or celebrate a little less at the end of the match if I had to. And uh, it was, it was nice. You know, Matt, man, listen, it's great to have you on the podcast. Appreciate you doing this. And uh, you had quite the run in WWE and we're going to get to that. But it all started for you, as many of our listeners know, in MMA. Do you ever see yourself returning to MMA? I can see myself returning to MMA pretty soon. I mean, I've been training a lot. I mean, I, right before I came in here, I was working out, getting it in, and then I'm going to go teach jiu-jitsu. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been in fight shape. That was kind of my thing in the UFC. Like, they could call me on two weeks, three weeks notice and throw me in a top 10 fight, and I could probably win. So, uh 
yeah, I'm always down for the fight, but it just has to be the right fight for the right money because right now with professional wrestling, with New Japan and everything else, uh, the, the money's really good in professional wrestling. That's the one thing that lacked in mixed martial arts and one of the main contributing factors of why I went over to professional wrestling. Well, Matt, was it a tough transition for you to go from MMA to pro wrestling? You know, I would say, and I don't know if you could agree, the wrestling part, easy for me. Like, you know, I could do the flips, the tricks, the moves, the slams. I can take a beating. That part, connecting with an audience, you know, being like, even if you are charismatic, because I've seen guys be charismatic in the locker room or backstage, but to be charismatic in front of millions of people, thousands of people live, it, it you have to learn how to do that. You have to learn how to connect to mass audience. And that was the hardest part. Also, in fighting, if you're the best, or just like in wrestling, if you're the best, you win, right? Well, in professional wrestling, even if you think you're the best, or a lot of people think <laughs> you're the best, that's not the case. It's who books you and how they want it, and that's how pro wrestling is. But like I said, the money's right, and it's and it's a lot of fun, too. I just love pro wrestling. So I had a blast, too, Matt. It was the funnest time of my life, to be honest with you. And Matt, listen, I don't know if you remember or not. We've gone back and watched Kurt in his early days too, when he was trying to connect with the audience and he spent time in Memphis in those days. And, you know, it takes everybody time to figure it out. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, and it's weird because, you know, when you start people like, you know, people that have been doing it for a while, be like, you know, just be yourself, but turn it up, you know, or, you yeah. know, like, and you're like, be, I am myself, what do you mean, turn it up? And it's like, and then one day, it clicks and you're like, Oh, I get it. Like, like the life of the party. That's what I'm going to be right now. You know, or I'm going to be the downer of the party and make it miserable or whatever it is, but it's turned up. It's accelerated. So it's like, but it's something you don't realize even when selling, you know, when you get punched in the face in the UFC, you're not going to go, Oh, so <laughs> no. right. But because you're telling a story you're showing that you're getting pain inflicted on you and now you got to overcome it or you don't you just get beat up whatever it is but you're you're showcasing the actions while like say i'm fighting you mask your movements and actions just like wrestling you faints and shots and you don't want i don't want people to know my next move when i fight in wrestling i want you to know what i'm gonna do and maybe it gets turned around but i want i'm projecting you know and that's that was the hardest part for me Let's talk a little bit about your uh, your run in NXT. What what were some of the highlights for you personally working in NXT? Well, NXT one of the highlights worked. Well, Kurt, you know, repping that match that was the <laughs> match in NXT. So you know, it was the um, farewell. Plus, it was the first ever fight pit. Plus, Kurt Angle, Stallion, Legend, repping. You know, so. That that's definitely one of the bigger moments. But uh, I would say another one because I'm a big fan of good matches. So even if it was like a bigger moment, I'm a big fan of you know good matches. And I had a great match with Adam Cole and mm -hmm. uh, NXT for the title. And it was just Adam Cole is such a talent, and he's he's fun to be around and everything else. And uh, it, I really loved that match. And then when me and Stallion Pete teamed up and we were the broserweights and we won the nxt tag team titles in uh portland oregon you know because they're pretty bro friendly up there and uh <laughs> we won the tag team championships and uh it was just an awesome moment after winning the dusty cup because originally we weren't supposed to win anything we were going to lose first round pete turns on me and then storyline that's kind of like how all my tag teams start you know but uh yeah 
Well, when you were finally called up to the roster, I was the one who announced that you would move to the SmackDown roster. What was that feeling like? You know, going to the SmackDown roster, I knew it was the big show. You know, not that Raw isn't. Raw's been there forever. But when you first get called up, you know, getting called up to Raw is cool. But when you first get called up, getting called up to SmackDown because it's on Fox and it's like there's a lot of procedure, at least at that time when you announced me, there's a lot. You know, I don't know how it is now. Things change. Endeavor took, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces. But when I was there, the place to be was on Fox, especially during COVID and everything else, because it was like the most watched thing going. So it was huge. I knew I knew I was put in a fantastic spot, you know. Talk of you, you mentioned COVID. You wrestled the whole time, Matt, during the pandemic, either at the Performance Center, the Thunderdome. You were all over it. What was that experience like? Because, man, it was so different. I'm sure, I mean, for us to watch it, but for you as, as an athlete, as a wrestler, what was that like? Uh, for me, honestly, highly enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and not because I don't like the fans, it's even more enjoyable with the fans, but like, you know, when you wrestle in high school, there's sometimes you wrestle and there's not that many people in the stand sometimes, you know. And when I was on The Ultimate Fighter, we basically fought, you know, like, we're fighting, we're breaking faces. I broke a dude's jaw in front of, like, 15 people, yeah. you know. Open, like, open arena, yeah. For me, it was like, yeah, whatever, you know. It's just like, it's, it's a job, you know. I can still, I can, like, still get that adrenaline pumping even if there's no people or if there is people because I, I just psych myself up. So I was kind of used to that situation. I know a lot of the guys I worked with weren't, and they weren't happy with it, of course, because no crowd, how do you feel the moments? How do right. I sell? Usually I pace myself here. Well, when there's no crowd or anything, it was kind of more like sport because you didn't have to wait for the crowd or listen, you know, you're still listening, you know, the refs getting cues. But then again, it's like, there's nothing to really give cues on. You know the match, you've given the times, there's, you know what you're filming for, yeah. you know. And then even when we went live, it was pretty much the same because we didn't have to work around a crowd or anything random, you know. Right. Well, you would, lo- you would team up with one of my best friends, Randy Orton, to form mm. RK Bro. <laughs> yes. This was Randy, awesome. Randy. Uh, what did you he, learn from Randy? Yeah. From Randy? How good does Randy look? Oh, he oh, looks he incredible. He came incredible. back. He looks better than he ever looked. Comes yeah. back, dude, looking like a stallion, hitting RK <laughs> left and right, moving good. I, I'm I'm super stoked for uh, Randy coming back and everything like that. And I, and I can't thank him enough for being my tag team partner. You know, he was. He's a he great was, talent. He's one of the best of all time, man. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Really helped me out through like a lot of tough times because I was going through a divorce at the time and everything else, and he's been through a similar situation. And uh, he was just he was just a real brother, you know. And especially you know when you're on the road, it's not like I can call anybody, you know. I say I can, but it's not the same. And to have him there and be that supportive because you know how Randy can be, and for him to be that supportive to me and. You know, it was, it was nice. Randy, Randy has a spot in my heart forever. You know, do you still, do you still keep in touch with Randy and all Matt? I, I do. I talked to Randy before his SmackDown match the other day. Oh, cool. I call, he was busy though. He's like, Hey Matt, I'll call you back. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, calling this three way. What have you? And I go, all right, dude. He didn't call me back, but you know, <laughs> he's Randy. I don't, That's yeah, Randy. He picked up, he picked up. Yeah. 
I see his voice. You know, I know he's doing good. He's calling the match. That's all. I just wanted to check in anyway. That's so. cool. Yeah, he's he's in the uh, big main event at the Royal Rumble. Uh, now it's a four way, Kurt. I don't know if you saw that with. Uh, oh, I did. Who's that? Randy, yeah, L.A. Knight, Randy, A.J. and Roman. Okay, there you go. The good one. Yeah. Yep. Well, listen, you made some news recently where you stated that if it wasn't for Brock Lesnar, you were scheduled to win the Royal Rumble. Speaking of uh, Rumble, I, would, I wouldn't say if it wasn't for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar doesn't write the script, but sure, at the same true. Time, Anybody that's been in the back knows people can be very influential. And I'm not going to say I was guaranteed to win because anybody that's wrestled in WWE, nothing's guaranteed. I had a United States title that I was supposed to keep. I lost it. You know, me and Randy were supposed to turn on each other. We didn't. You know, a lot of things are told to you and don't happen and other things happen. But, yes, at one point I was told it was a possibility that I might win the Rumble. And that I was going to do a triangle to Brock and this and that. And when Brock came in the back, and Brock Brock is Brock. There's no, I have no hard feelings. He just did the job to Bobby. He goes, hey, you guys got to do business for me. I did biz, good business for Bobby. I'm going to do good business for me. And we're like, all right, what are you going to do? You know, and everybody was like, okay. And that's what we did. We fed in and we did our jobs. Nice. All right. Well, uh, you're no stranger to heat um, <laughs> between Holt, Goldberg and others. Uh, why do you think that was? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think it's because I came from the world of mixed martial arts. And even if you hear what fighters say to each other to get ticket sales, it's ruthless. Even if you heard my, you know, Dylan Dan is talking to uh, Jake or Logan Paul for their boxing match. He was yeah. bringing up girl, this, that, and the other thing. And just the fight game's ruthless. And honestly, I feel like I'm not that ruthless, but, you know, I'll talk some trash there and there. And uh, I did. And in professional wrestling, unfortunately, you know, it's confusing to me because I would think, you know, because we do what we do. It's kind of a work that people would be more flexible with it. But instead, they take stuff way more personal. And every time I open my mouth, somebody takes something personal. (laughs) You know, I, 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 I swear. I swear. You know what, Matt? You're just like me. You're a clickbait. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it, it's brutal. But at the same time, it's like, it's weird. Because at the same time, it's like, oh, it's brutal. But at the same time, it's valuable, you know? Because anything I do gets attention. Anything I do yeah. has eyes. True. For better or worse, you know? Yeah, it makes the headlines, Matt. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Any of those situations where maybe after you said something, you were like, mm, damn it, I probably shouldn't have said that or or, or, or yeah. tried. Yeah, I mean, and it's a difference between saying it to your friend, saying it to somebody, a family member, and then saying it to, you know, the world, you know, because <laughs> you got to realize the people that know me know what I mean or know my sense of humor or yeah. what have you. Well, other people that don't know me, like, I'll tell you this, Randy, before he knew me and he met me, he hated me. He was yeah, like, How- I'm sure he did. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he got fired. Like he, he hated me. And then once he got to know me, we became yeah. pretty good friends, you know, right. and he goes on with others. Even I, I would even said me and, you know, Bill Goldberg, we had our heat and then we were on a, we were stuck on a plane together coming back from Saudi and, you know, we, we bumped shoulders a couple of times and I wouldn't say we're the best of friends, <laughs> but I think we are on a better field now a little more understanding 
Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, you know, in wrestling, you're going to have to work with people and like we had walk a fine line of talking trash and getting heat and stirring the thing because that's the thing we do. We're trying to make you feel something. We're trying to make you entertain. We want you to think it's real. Real. So like that's kind of where I try to blur the line. And unfortunately, sometimes I blur the line too much, you know? Yeah, where the it's not blurred anymore. They just don't like you. So there you go. <laughs> hey, listen, you talked about it when you jumped on the show, and uh, you would be involved with the bloodline, wrestled Roman Reigns in one of his rare uh, TV uh, title defenses. Uh, so Seth Rollins, the fight pit match with Daniel Cormier. I mean, what are some of your favorite memories of, of those, those experiences I just talked about? Well, the fight pit with Daniel Cormier, I would say this, that fight pit was 10 times the fight pit. It was 10 times the size of the fight pit we used, Kurt. I don't know. This thing was like 30. (laughs) The one we were in, I did a backflip off of, no problem. The one we did in Philadelphia, that thing was terrifying. That thing must have been 20 feet, 25 feet off the ground. Holy crap. And then like, you know, but it was. Why did they use a different cage? Why did they use a different pit? They souped it up. And then, uh, but, uh, but like the crazy thing about being in matches like that, even being like in Money in the Bank at TLC in Las Vegas, climbing up a 15 foot, 20 foot ladder and doing a backflip off it onto 10 people or doing an RKO off the top, you know, it's a, uh, or even jumping off the fight pit in Philadelphia or even in NXT doing flips and crazy. Like those are some of the craziest memories. And like those are memories I'm going to have. And when I watch back when I'm a little older and be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know, like, oh, because I do the same thing when I watch my fights. When I watch my old UFC fights, I was like, I'll block a head kick and it was so hard. I'm like, oh, my, like, that would <laughs> You can feel it even on the TV, right? Yeah. yeah so, uh, but th- those are just special moments. And then I'd say my favorite moment on the main roster, if I had to pick one, has to be when me and Randy retained the tag team championships at WrestleMania. That audience, when we both G'd them up and the whole crowd's roaring because they want those RKOs and then they're taken away, but then we get them back with the springboard RKO and he catches Gable out of a diving headbutt. It was a, it's a magical moment, you know, at least for me, you know, I got, I got a plaque over there on the wall from it, you know, it was pretty bad. So, uh, yeah. So for me, that was probably the end all be, that was the peak for sure. Listen, I have people coming up to me constantly asking me for advice, whether it be about their in-ring game, coaching tips, or how to make the perfect lost in space face. Well, none of that matters right now because I'm here to fill you in on how to help you immediately with one of my all-time favorite activities, sex. Yes, sex. If you want to have better sex, but erectile dysfunction is getting in the way, look no further than HIMSS. Believe it or not, millions of men deal with the hardships of ED. But with HIMSS, there's a simpler, affordable way to get treated for ED. So you could just get your groove back in the bedroom at a cost you desire. HIMSS is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable and discreet sexual health treatments, all from the comfort of your couch. HIMSS provides access to clinically proven generic alternatives to Viagra and Cialis up to 95% cheaper, with options as low as $2 per dose. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their site and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, 
Your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. No insurance needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash angle. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash angle for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash angle. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, Matt, do you think the WWE-UFC merger into TKO sped up your exit from the WWE? Uh, I think that definitely didn't help things. Uh, <laughs> and Dana White don't have the greatest relationship, and I know he's a, definitely a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely, yeah, it definitely played a part. Also, I know they were making budget cuts regardless, and I was getting paid quite a pretty penny. You know, when gotcha. I, uh, I don't know if it was right before RK Bro or right after they, you know, the Laurenitis pulled me into the office and I thought I was in trouble. I was like, oh, you know, I didn't get my vaccine yet. And I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I don't know, you know. And I went in there like, hey, we wanted to give you a, a raise. And they gave me a substantial raise and it went, increased, you know, every year. And this year, I was going to get paid a million a year. I was oh. at seven. And I mean, last year I cleared my bucket. I did extremely well. So, uh, but, uh, so I think that was a big contributing factor. I was going to get paid a million dollars starting uh, next year. But I also think, you know, the merger didn't help. And then uh, also my behavior didn't help either. You know, and I (laughs) I ruffled some feathers, you know, with some, with HR in the last couple months I was there. I asked a couple questions and this, that, plus other things. So, I think there was multiple reasons why they got rid of me, but uh, it is what it is. You know, one door shuts and another one opens, and uh, you just learn from your mistakes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, and you said it. You learn from your mistakes and move on. So I'm sure there's obviously maybe some regrets. Probably would have done some things a little differently, I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of things, you know, I probably would have done a little differently. I probably would have talked a lot of shit that I talked, you know, (laughs) That helped a lot, you know, but, you know, I'll be honest, like, you know, I working on the road, traveling that much and then uh, bad decisions. And that's just what happens. It's life, you know, learning and, uh, lesson, like you said, have bad people around, you know, and unfortunately, when you're on the road, sometimes it's out of control, you know, so yeah. that's yeah. it. But uh, I have no regrets, you know, you know, you only live once and uh, you learn from your mistakes, like I said, and uh yeah. Nah, nah, man, it's all, all good. And you talked about another thing that you talked about when you first joined with us today was that you, uh, listen, major league wrestling in the Northeast, you were fighting through the snow. You took on Jacob Fatu. You got the victory. Talk about your experience work with MLW. 
Uh, well, I've worked with MLW in the past, yeah. and I like him with Court. Court Bauer, he's, you know, he's there, and uh, he's great. Uh, that's actually where I first met Bruce Pritchard. He was actually working at MLW, and we hit it off right off the bat. And uh, I, they just run a very professional, you know, show, and uh, that's rare to find a lot on the indies, you know. And uh, they take care of me, and they took care of me before, and uh, they give me great opponents like, you know, Jacob Fatu, and they got a great relationship with New Japan as well, so there's no real problem there. And yeah, and because it's a little looser than, say, a TV schedule and matches, it's I don't have to kind of worry about that element of things at the moment, you know? Well, you're about to make your trek to New Japan. How excited are you for that? Dude, I've been waiting go to japan since before the wwe i was trying to get there before wwe it's just that when they finally offered me a deal wwe offered me a deal and the money was right and i'd be closer to my family and other things so i kind of went with that especially at that age my kids were a lot younger you know but uh now that i'm older you know got the other opportunity and i'm literally i couldn't be more excited like i've this is a good Everybody that wrestles needs to experience going to Japan. Yeah, for about a year, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, and uh, that's I got a year visa, so I plan on working throughout the year, and uh, I have plans on I'll be there uh, in February. I'll be there in Sapporo wrestling Tanahashi for the TV title, which mm. I'm yeah. I didn't I didn't know they were gonna throw me up there like that. That's awesome. But uh, I'm pretty stoked. I'm honored, honestly, and uh, flattered that they would put me in such a position. And all I can do now is not disappoint. And I, I know my style. I know my athleticism. I know what I bring to the table. I'll thrive over there. And given the opportunity, which I, they're giving me, I think yeah, I'm going to make some noise. And that's my plan. Just make some noise and kind of bring in a – a uh, more aggressive bro, you know. People still want the bro, which is okay, but uh, I, I want to bring back that more aggressive version of me, not the you know kind of goofy whatever bro, hey, you know, Mac, I, goofy bro. Yeah, times, but uh, not all the time, you know. And have common sense when I wrestle, not just fall into traps all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because you kind of have, you know, when you're wrestling, especially when it's more entertainment based and it's all entertainment, but you know, especially when you play the goof, you're going to be, you know, doing goofy stuff all the time. So I've I've been there, Matt. I've been there and done that. I've I've been on both sides. Yes. And and yeah. And I love both of them too. But I, I think this time, you know, going to new Japan, I think I can show a more serious, more sports side, get more of my mixed martial arts in there. More of my fighter side. Yes, definitely, Matt. And that's why even the video package, I made made that video package for some of my friends that film here in Orlando. And I wanted to be, you know, a lot of people did other stuff. You know, it was more movie or more action or what have you. You know, it's dark or sinister. Mine was, I'm in the gym. Because that's where I am most of the time. I'm in the gym. I'm training. I'm fighting. I'm sparring. I'm doing jujitsu. I'm teaching, and that's where I excel. And I want. I am fun. I can be entertaining. I can cut a promo and talk some trash. But at the same time, I want people to look at my body of work in the ring and really understand how good I am. And I want. And for me, there's a lot of pressure, and I want people to know how good I am. And I want to be on that list with. Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and everybody else and Okada. And I want to be on that top list. And I know I can be, and that's the mm. goal. 
Man, that's a good list. But Matt, before I ask you more about future plans, I got to ask, it's the current angle show. You, fond memories, big fan of wrestling when you were a kid growing up. Uh, anything that you can remember about Kurt Angle? Uh, sure can. At the Pepsi Arena in Albany, New York. I believe you won your world championship there, right? The first world title, yeah, against the I, I was in Albany, New York. That was the closest venue I could go to. That's where my parents would take me. And I saw you win the championship. Wow. Happier and people were booing. I don't think you were a fan favorite then. Oh. And I was a bit because I wrestled and you know I was wrestling in high right, school. Right. And I was stoked and I was just you know flexing on everybody and screaming. And it was it was a really good time. As uh, but yeah, that's my fond of that live event. And also I was there for when Austin had the beer truck. You know. Oh yeah, I, yeah. When I. That uh, they would do the mania, the raw before mania, the raw after mania in Albany, New York, like almost every year around that time. So I got to see Stone Cold spray the beer all over the ring, you know, and then, uh, yeah, I saw you win the world title. So, what, yeah, what, those, what did you think of his milk truck? His take on the beer truck, it was, it was amazing, of course. <laughs> I'll tell you this, anybody at a pro wrestling show that drives a truck out to the ring that shoots liquid, it could be a fire truck, milk truck. <laughs> Beer truck, the crowd, it's a good time. Everybody's happy. That, You're right. You're I'll right. say, the, even if you shot water at the at the wrestlers, yeah, yeah. But I'll say this uh, your cheers with the milk, personally, way more memorable. There's Austin's done it more, but that cheers on the hood of the milk truck, right? Just dumped. Yeah, it's legendary, bro. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> and the and he did it at the Hall of Fame in a tux. I mean, come yeah, on. That was that was that was bold. That was bold. <laughs> you know but what? Yeah. I had to wear that tux the next night. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. I bought a tux. They're pretty expensive. I'm not trying to buy two. You know, I'll clean it. <laughs> oh, this has been so fun. Hey, man, tell us about your future plans. I know you got New Japan coming up, but what does this the rest of this year look like for you? Uh, right now, it's New Japan. I got MLW. I got some shows Mania Weekend. I got MCW in February at the beginning. Uh, I got a show in Toronto doing a little fundraiser uh, in early February as well. A lot of signings, like Astronomicon and Comic-Cons all over the world. I'm doing a, For the Love of Wrestling in uh, the UK and Manchester, I believe. Also, uh, in the beginning of March and then, uh, yeah. So it's uh, I love wrestling. They're incredible turnouts. Yes. You're going to love it. I, dude, I, I love one. I love going to England or the UK period to, for, to wrestle for anything because they come out in droves. They love it. They support it. I mean, I know you've wrestled in rev pro and I've wrestled in rev pro and you remember how crazy those crowds. Yes. Get. Yes. They're absolutely insane. Yeah, it's that's one thing you can't like put a price on. Like in, indies in America get pretty cool, they get pretty wild, but nothing like an indie like OTT or Progress or those those at Red Pro or WXW in Germany. There's certain indies around the world, especially in Europe and the UK area, that at least when I was before, those were crazy areas to be and just crazy crowds, and they were white hot, you know. What about that Matt Riddle merch? Where can people get that? You got to have well, some merch. That merch is, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm, I was going to have it right out, but I felt like everybody else was doing it. Yeah. I kind of dagger things, 
you know, because I knew like, oh, well, this is the official release date. Let me do this. Oh, maybe I should have a website, do it after Christmas. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it cool down. Let, let me prove myself on the indies a little bit more, you know? And uh, yeah. So I, I don't have any merch right now, you know. I, I got a bunch coming to me. Cool. It's being shipped, but uh, right now I wasn't in a rush, you know. Gotcha. And, and honestly, the last three months, I just wanted to decompress, you know. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, five years, six years in WWE, and then before that, to get to WWE, I had to wrestle a lot on the Indies and travel the world. And then before that, I was in the UFC. So it was like, you know didn't really have any break and that was the first time i just got paid to sit at my house so it was crazy. <laughs> i was kind of, it was hey, crazy you're still gonna get those merch checks from wwe for the next couple I, of years i got a quarterly thing the other day and it's pretty big and i was like oh man like i thought they would have tried to like hawk all my gear on this oh no it'll stay like that for a while matt you'll be yeah. okay so the yeah the funkos and the action figures and uh the the t-shirts i guess the the 420 merch they are uh, still selling so <laughs> good good yeah i want to wish you the best luck in the future i want to thank you for coming on the show i really appreciate it i just want to tell you i'm a big fan of yours and i'm going to continue to follow you hey kurt likewise man i couldn't say it better myself you're one of the coolest guys i've ever met you're a complete professional and uh like I said, you gave me multiple memories, multiple memories from my childhood up until my professional career in the WWE. And I wish, I wish WWE would have paid you more money. <laughs> we would have had a blast, Matt. We would have been so damn funny. <laughs> Much fun in the stories and the angles we could have done. It would have, yeah. us two together, it would have, it, yeah, it would have been magic for sure. So uh, I know. Well, you know what? Never say never, Matt. It might happen. I've learned in this business, be it mixed martial arts, be it pro wrestling, be it whatever. Never say never, and the cream always rises to the top. You're absolutely right, brother. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're up against it. You got a busy schedule heading out to Japan. Good luck. We were, Again, as Kurt said, thank you so much for joining the show with us this week. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Take All care, right. Matt. All right, there he is. Matt Riddle, what do you think, Kurt? <laughs> He was awesome. He was a lot of energy. You talk about the charisma oozing out of this guy. <laughs> He's great. I love his whole bro thing. I, I just think it's hilarious. I know it's him, but it's just crazy, man. It's like, you know, you see these guys on TV that act like that and you're like that. That's not real, but it's real. <laughs> it's, it's, it's who he is. No doubt about it. Yeah. I thought it was put pretty cool that he was actually at your first title win as a kid. Yeah, I didn't know that. He never told me that. Never told so you? I, yeah, that was against The Rock. That was in 2000. I, I wasn't was going to let him escape with that. I was only 10 months into wrestling at yeah. that time, and it was it was a crazy that I won the title from The Rock. The well, I wasn't going to let him escape without talking about his favorite Kurt Angle memories because, <laughs> listen, we have guests on. They they love you, man, and he's just another one that grew up watching your career, and and he said, you know, a little bit of the goofiness, and Kurt's like, do do I know all about Goofy? Yeah, I know all about Goofy. But, uh, nah, great guest. Wish him nothing but luck. And, listen, he's one of those guys who's been through it. He said, I've made some kind of decisions that I have shouldn't have been, shouldn't have made. And, uh, but you learn. And if anybody knows about going through it and learning, it's, it's you, right? You know, you can, you can move on. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's shown that he's a better person and he continues to keep doing what he's doing. I think, 
You got As long as he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be fine. Yeah. NMLS number 32416, equal housing lender. Did you put Christmas on a credit card? Don't stress out about that extra holiday spending. SaveWithConrad.com can help you consolidate all of your high interest rate credit cards into one much lower monthly payment. SaveWithConrad.com has helped families just like yours save up to $800 a month. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And did I mention no payments until March? So don't make saving money a resolution next year. Make it happen today at savewithconrad.com. Well, hey, man, next week, I don't know. It's up to you whether you want to let the cat out of the bag, but we got another special guest, so. I'm saying it. Shelton Benjamin. That's right. Team Angle, brother. Team Angle, Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, all these guys that are have been released. They're ready to come on the Kurt Angle Show, Daddy. <laughs> We're coming out of the woodwork, yes. I love it. <laughs> hey, that's going to be, oh, I, I mean, listen, I love having Matt on, but listen, you work elbow to elbow with, with Shelton Benjamin. So this that's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. He's one of my best friends, man. I absolutely love the guy. Yeah, can't wait. He uh, he texted you and said, "Kurt, I'm I'm really bad about getting back to people, but with you, I want to come on your show." So we are stoked. To <laughs> he wouldn't get on. back to our guy, but he got back to no, me. no, <laughs> Derek, not so much. Kurt, hell yeah. And so, man, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we know this episode's a little shorter than our normal episodes, and that's okay. You know what? There's a lot of content out there, so we're giving you a little bit of a shorter episode this week. But Kurt, before we get out of here, you finished the season football season that is at 21 and 15 last week you went one and one you picked our Steelers who are in the playoffs and as this drops they're they're battling the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo at one o'clock Eastern on Sunday Uh, and you don't have to pick any games right now but congratulations to the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers Mason Rudolph the lead reindeer season man holy crap (laughs) Uh, so you did, but then the Eagles let you down once again. I don't pick think next year you should God, be picking the Eagles. Gosh, dang, what, why is it when I don't pick them, they win, and when I pick them, they lose? <laughs> they, I mean, really, like, I thought they were like a really, really good team. Like, they started not the towards the end of this year. Would they, they, they end up 500 record or something? No, 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 but they're like, you know, they're definitely not the one, two, you know, the first two seeds in the NFC. They, they, they didn't do well. They didn't end the season strong, but they're in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. But I think the lesson here is, Kurt, stay away from the Eagles next year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 21 and 15. We're not going to go through all the playoff weeks. What I'm going to do right now is put you on the spot and say, who is your Super Bowl matchup? Super Bowl matchup, I'm going to have to say, is going to be, I still think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make it. Okay. Even though they lost last week, um, I, I believe it's going to be against uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, all red, everything. San Francisco, Kansas City Super Bowl. So you're, and you know what? In true AFC North Pittsburgh Steelers fashions, are not buying in on the Baltimore no, Ravens. Steelers are not going to the Super Bowl this year. No, no, not them. But you're also not buying in on the number one seed Ravens. No, you listen, the Ravens are awesome. And and I'm surprised the Steelers beat them. I know they, they had their backup quarterback yeah. in there, but um I, I you can't bet against Patrick. I I I hate the Ravens. I hate them. Okay. <laughs> I hate the Browns and I hate the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's because well, you have to, all of the AFC North. North. so I'm never cheering for those teams. 
Right. So there you did. And we have a guy who follows us on Twitter, Raven fan, I think his name is. Um, and he likes to tag me and stuff. He wanted to bet stuff, you know, for us that we would wear things. And I'm like, I'm not getting involved in all that. Well, you just heard Kurt say he hates the Raven. <laughs> so there you go. All right. So you're going all red everything in the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And we will be back to talk about that after the Super Bowl when it all comes down. Who's winning the Super Bowl then? Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City over San Fran. Yeah. Patrick is just so damn good. He is the most consistent quarterback in the NFL. And he continues to be, and he ends, he's gonna end up being the best of all time. If he's in the if he's in the NFL for 15 years plus, man, he's gonna take over all the records from uh uh Tom Brady. He really is. I just think this year he needs guys that are going to catch the ball outside of Travis Kelsey. His receivers need to start. Hey, all he needs is Kelsey to be honest with you. Okay. Kelsey and, 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 and Taylor Swift, as long as she's up in the booth. (laughs) Are you a him Right. They're going to be fine. (laughs) Oh man. So good. All right. So guys, listen, also want to remind you, check out all Kurt's uh, top impact. You can go ahead and start looking for those chicken snacks. All his past uh, TNA moments at TNAwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. And they have debuted this past week, all the brand new TNA championship belts. They got all brand new belts, Kurt, for their their relaunch of TNA. Rebranding. They're beautiful. They're beautiful championship belts. And so wow. uh, check those, check those didn't out. Budget, huh? They went all no, out. No, they did. And they look and their uniform as far as some of the branding and they look sharp. Uh, listen, if your business targets 25 to 54 oh, by year the old, way, the slogan for TNA is we're fucking back. How about that? I love you know it. That, right. No, I didn't you know. T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't we're see the word back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, our rating on our podcast this week just went to adult audiences only. All good. It's I like far it. slash X. Yeah, I'm not upset about it. Uh, but guys, also, just don't forget, too, 25 to 54-year-old year, men, or let's just say 55-year-old men. I think that makes Kurt feel better now yes, after December. It would. That's would. our target demographic. We're going to change it to 56, too. <laughs> Every year we're changing that demographic. There's no better place than the advertisements when he's 60, 25 to 60 year olds. They love this show. You advertise with us right here. Advertise with angle.com. Kurt's like, I'm not doing a podcast with you that long. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Check it out. You can advertise with us. No better place. We have a great audience loves the show. They're committed and so check it out, advertisewithangle.com. We have a lot of uh, companies that are joining on board, Kurt. I got another ad for you to record. And some of those are the most you fun. You sent it to me today. <laughs> and, and it's always the male enhancement or grooming the male parts. What's the yes, deal with that? Yes. It's always the theme. It's, it has to do with uh, grooming the, the balls and, right. uh, and problems with erections. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about improving your sex life with Kurt Angle. So uh, we're going to record that out a little later. So check it out, advertisewithangle.com. And then merch. How can we not talk about the merch? Because the meme machine is on fire. Boxagimmicks.com has all that meme machine collection. And what you can't find there, you can find at KurtAnglebrand.com. Kurt, you're printing them pictures left and right. Those five, one of 500 photos. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you said you got carpal tunnel signing those already. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. I have a five hundred dollar, a five hundred photo limit. That's all I'm giving out, and uh, they're all, they're going to be authentic. Um, 
Uh, there's a letter that comes with it. Certificate of authenticity. Yeah. It's going to show the number that you have, one to 500. So it's 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 really done really well. And uh, I'm almost, there, there are some left, but they're going fast. So if you want any, you're going to have to order them pretty quickly. Yeah, check it out. KurtAnglebrand.com for the photos. Yeah, Box of Gimmicks and the Kurt Angle Show for all the other merch. We got a hat coming with just his face coming on it. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh my God. There, there is so much that people are applying to the, to your face and it's not slowing down, Kurt. It's getting no, more. It's not. I'm, it's crazy, man. It's going all over the world and they're coming up with different ideas and concepts and it's just crazy. Juju Smith Schuster keeps pushing stuff out too, from his Twitter. <laughs> I know, he, he put out a different meme of me too. From when you were at the beach. Yeah, yeah, you had the old towel around your neck, and they, they they caught your face again. So we're having a lot of fun with that, guys. We support, uh, appreciate your support with it. Uh, you can find us on all the socials at the Angle Pod, YouTube, KurtAngleTV.com. Kurt broke seventy thousand, and we're going to keep all on right. going. We're on our way. That's Get right. Next. Once we hit a hundred, YouTube sends us a plaque for a hundred thousand. So hey, that's all I want is that plaque. There you go. We, we are competitive sons of bitches. So uh, guys, take care of us. Let's talk about what has gotten you in such great shape and Randy Orton for that matter. And that's smart snacks, crispy protein bites. Show us, Kurt. It's raising up. <laughs> smart snacks, crispy protein bites. There's four different flavors. My favorite right now is sweet barbecue. They're high protein, low carbohydrate. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. You can use the code ANGLEPOD and get 20% off your first order. Or you can go on and sign on the website as a lifetime member and get 20% off forever. These are amazing. I'm telling you, I use them in my diet. I eat them every day. I absolutely love them. I have not gotten sick of them either. They're incredible. You're going to love these. And you know what you chase them down with is that Project One Nutrition cookies and cream. <laughs> cookies and cream, uh, protein powder, yes. Yeah. Uh, Project One cookies and cream. Kurt Angle is American Dream cookies and cream protein. Uh, high protein, low carbohydrate. Go to projectonenutrition.com to order it. It's the best tasting protein on the market, guaranteed. There you go. And uh, so support Kurt. And also, as we mentioned already, KurtAnglebrand.com. Not only are you going to find those limited edition meme machine photos with the certificate of authenticity, you're going to get the cowboy hats. You're going to get the milk cartons, other photos that are on the site. You're also going to find the link for cameo videos. Kurt, what are they going to find there? The whole ball of wax, Paul. Wow. It's that's, I just love that phrase. It just sounds so attractive. A ball of wax. So check it out. KurtAnglebrand.com. Kurt, once again, I had a blast with you this week and thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Matt Riddle this week, Shelton Benjamin next week. Thank you, man. This was great. Thank you, Paul. I had a blast. I always have a blast with you. All right. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.